0: WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call one eight hundred Steamer. What to look for in nature and the great outdoors over the holiday weekend. This is the time for migrating birds and butterflies and observing stuff at night. James White, Associate Director, Land and Biodiversity Management, Delaware Nature Society. And he's also got his book with his wife on amphibians and reptiles of Delmarva. Hi, Jim. So what would you recommend uh, families to do? Something a little different.
1: And I guess we'll start with uh, at dusk and bird migration. Yeah, well, summer's um, getting ready to come to a close, but there's still lots of things to do out there. Of course, the weather's good. This uh, weekend shouldn't be that bad either. One of the things I really like to do this week or this time of year, and I've been doing it, my wife and I, is watching for migrating nighthawks. Nighthawks um, are not hawks. They're not related to eagles and, and um, red-tailed hawks. They have their own group um, in the family with other birds, like you may have heard of the whippoorwill or the will's widow. It's a really interesting group of birds. They uh, nest throughout the United States, although recently their numbers have been dropping. They, liked, they nest on, uh, in open areas like sand dunes, open prairies. In the past, they used to nest on rooftops in cities. Hmm. Because rooftops in the old days used to be lined with gravel. So they would nest on these gravel roofs. And they used to be very commonly observed in, in Wilmington. Uh, I, I remember going to Blue Rocks games and to Philadelphia Phillies game and seeing them flying through the lights where they're um, hunting insects. But if you want to observe them, the best time to do it is go up around 7 o'clock this time of year, find an open area to the sky, um, and then look for medium-sized birds. They're very odd-shaped birds, though. They're medium-sized. They have about a 22-inch wingspan with very pointed wings. And on each wing is a large white patch. And because of those pointed wings and pointed tail, they're very good flyers, very acrobatic. And they fly around, again, looking for insects, uh, moths even mosquitoes, and they capture them. They have a common name for their family, which is really interesting, because I think some of them are called the goat suckers. Mm. And the, the name comes from a very, very old 2,000-year-old myth that these birds, the nighthawks and the whippoorwills, would come down and actually suck milk out of goats as they were out on pasture. Of course, that's not true. We found that out um, pretty, pretty easily. However, the myth probably arose because of the mouth of the nighthawk. It's a very interesting beak. It's a real small beak. But when it opens its mouth, it opens extremely wide, so it has a very large mouth. And that's what allows it to fly around, again, very acrobatically and catch moths and other types of insects that are flying.
0: Hmm. And then we have a, a planetary alignment if one is so inclined at night.
1: Yeah, so if you're up there watching for night nighthawks and you've... See- hopefully see a few of them if you can sit there a little longer and let the sun go down and then let it get dark you know about a half hour the sunrise you'll start to notice that the planets are up there and right now you can actually see four planets very easily if you look to the southeast and starting from the left moving to right you'll see the bright orange mars fairly low on the horizon as you go a little higher you'll see of course the most magical planet saturn A little further, almost straight up, is Jupiter. And then right on the eastern horizon is the very bright Venus. Mm. And it's really fun to see these all of these at the same time. If you have a pair of binoculars, you'll even be able to spot the moons on Jupiter. If you have a telescope, you'll be able to see the ring on Saturn.
0: Very cool. Well, back to creatures on this Earth. Uh, what other things this time of year?
1: Well, one thing that's happening right now, the monarch butterflies, they're actually not migrating yet, but they're laying, they're mating, and they're laying their last eggs in the milkweed plants. And these eggs are going to hatch very soon, and the caterpillars will live, um, you know, 12 days. They'll pupate, and then when they pupate, the butterflies, the monarchs that come out of that chrysalis will be the guys, the individuals that will fly south to Mexico. And, so that's uh, a pretty neat phenomenon right now. If you visit open meadows, you're going to see a lot of monarchs this year. And, of course, uh, uh, Cape
0: May County, New Jersey, famously becomes a funnel for them.
1: Yes. if you got, and, and then in late September, they start to migrate, or third week of September to late September. And if you get to a point like Cape May, New Jersey, or even some of our beaches down in Delaware, you can start to see these guys following through. We actually see hundreds of them from our hawk up here at uh, Ashland.
0: Well, you know, one thing about the monarch uh, that... Uh, people may not realize is actually the ones that return in the spring early summer are i guess the grandkids of the ones that head south exactly it yeah yeah they're they're, in,
1: they're at least two broods apart maybe three depending on how far north you are right
0: which of course makes it all the more interesting in a way so how do the grandkids know which way
1: to go when they emerge yeah i mean it's kind of one of those mysteries of how um this sort of behavior could have even evolved since it's not an individual learning, like you said, every generation. Yeah, the the great monarch migration
0: scholar who had been studying him for years and decades died recently, and uh, of course he was always fearful that with uh, modern agricultural methods and deforestation and everything that we were going to get to a point where uh, some of the migration might crash, and I guess that's still an open question in science.
1: Yeah, it is. It is still a concern, um, especially in the Midwest where the you know, large groups of monarchs through the old agricultural areas of course at one time prairie but then agricultural areas now they're moving through large monocultures of typically corn and not a lot of diversity of plants to nectar on and not a lot of milkweed so but the numbers in the midwest have kind of gone down considerably over the years in the east they seem to be holding their own, and that could be because there's a lot of people nowadays. I know that our nature society we make sure we plant milkweed, we encourage milkweed to grow on the roadsides, and hopefully monarchs will be here for uh, at least a long
0: time. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned uh, prairie. I happened to see a map the other day of the remnants of the great prairie of the Midwest and the Plains and, and they're like little islands now. I mean, it's just amazing how much of our prairie just just uh, uh, was uh, well, succumbed to either uh, forestation or agriculture or both. Uh, let's move on. Anything else? Uh, late August, early September yeah. in the outdoors uh, either in Delaware sure. or, or around. Yeah,
1: one other thing I like to do is this time of year, again, it's kind of the same type of habitat open meadows but you can do it at the beach if you're going down the beach this weekend is look for dragonflies and this time of year you don't even have to go to ponds or streams you can see them flying out over fields over parking lots over roads um, there are several species that one of the most common and the most well known is the green darner and this is a large dragonfly but another really interesting one that's really um, there's been a lot of them this year called the wandering glider it's a little dragonfly that is yellowish um, very common, and if you just kind of keep your eye out for them, if you're in a parking lot, they, they're fooled often by cars. They actually think blue color of a car, or green, sometimes black, is water, and they actually try to overposit, lay their eggs on the car. So this is a fun thing to do with time. Well, one
0: thing I notice, even when I'm stopped, let's say, at a stoplight on Route 40 heading into Cecil County, and let's say that uh, it's kind of overcast at 9 in the morning, you may not get butterflies flying
1: over your car, but you get dragonflies. Yes. Yeah, like I said, this time of year they they love to fly right over the roadways, um, any open area. They're out hunting for small insects. Uh, very, very common. Yeah, like you said, stopping just at a red light. I've noticed that a lot. I went down to the Outer Banks last week, and hey, the dragonflies, especially the wandering gliders, were everywhere. All right. Well, happy outdoors, uh, Jim White. Well, appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you. Alan. Take care. All right, I'll well, take care.
0: Uh, James White, Associate Director of Land and Biodiversity Management, Delaware Nature Society. Heading into the holiday weekend, things to do outdoors that maybe you would never considered.